I think it might be the cap. Yeah. Trying to compose a new piece. So, okay, sorry about that. Uh, the cat will no longer be <laughs> walking on the piano. It's composing things. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Mike, have you only ever worked in the financial industry? Uh, no, worked. Um, so let's think. Financial, it's certainly mostly financial. Um, the, I did about five years in a, with a small IT company. We did, well, we, we did work for the financial industry. Um, so you could probably say yes. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, like Liberty, Old Mutual, Insurance, like, like Investic, Investic, Investic. I was like, hmm, wait a minute. <laughs> I see a trend. Yeah, um, I was just thinking. So, I mean, I, I certainly, I mean, I spent uh, two stretches in, in, in smaller companies. Um, hey, hang on, one of them was not the financial industry. One of them, we, we, we supplied uh, warehousing, distribution, sales stuff to... Uh, do you remember a company called Midas? Yes, yes. Like the cost, cost stuff. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to, yeah. To, so we worked. We 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 did. So we did some work for their um, their holding company. Um, so we supplied them with with warehousing and stock control and uh, and and so the sort of uh, sales management stuff that the outlets used um, for Midas for another brand of theirs, Genuine Parts. Um, but pretty much. And then another small company where we, we did uh, image processing stuff. Um, a lot of it was for the financial industry because they do lots of that stuff. But uh, also for some government, uh, parastatals, that type of thing. Um, but I could argue that the majority of that was spent uh, working with the financial industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, don't worry. It seems like I can't get out of ISPs. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Got to care for what your first job is because you get stuck there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, we were talking about it earlier, and 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 you know, so so most of of where we work seems to be with people we have worked with. So it is a bit of a self fulfilling prophecy. Oh, that's that's interesting. Yeah. So like most of the jobs you get will be kind of through some kind of networking, right? Yeah. And then it yeah. all seeds from that very first networking spot, <laughs> the very first sapling. <laughs> Well, I mean, I've actually got a dirty secret um, because my first job actually was with the railways. Oh, really? This is the podcast for dirty secrets, you know that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trust me, I've heard it. Um, <laughs> so the railways, and, uh, like like trains and that kind of stuff. No, hardly. Actually, um, I, the, I I spent uh, two years in the um, state paid vacation, and somebody told me that if you joined the railways before you went to the army, they then paid you for the whole time you were at the army. Oh, wow. That's, uh, that's a secret I didn't come across. Yeah, and it was, and it was true. <laughs> and, and look, there, there is a, there, there were, I was supposed to, uh, on, on return from the army, move into the IT space and that type of thing, and uh, it didn't happen quickly enough. So, so technically, I, I worked there for about three months. Oh, and then from the into into the army no 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 that was after the army oh. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> so it was probably a half an hour before the army but um 
and uh, for a couple of months after the army, three months after the army, before I realised this wasn't actually going to happen very quickly. And then I, I started off, I looked seriously, and then joined uh, Liberty and the Fransal and Pritchard, and and that that's carried on. Okay, so you're a graduate of the old Fransal and Pritchard style of uh, like sort of boot camping into the industry. Yeah, absolutely. It was uh, <clears throat> the uh, three and a half months of uh, uh, and Pritchard uh, COBOL boot camp. Right, okay. And then you ended up at Liberty, like, hacking on their kind of strange insurance software. Yeah, absolutely. Well, wow. That's interesting. And so the, how did you, like, sort of transition out of, like, the past and into the future? <laughs> In other words, away from COBOL. <laughs> I mean, it's like anything. You just sit back, time passes. No, I, I suppose <laughs> I, I, even, I mean, at, at Liberty, I, I was uh, over the years involved in a lot of different things, but... Uh, I was involved in the the the, um, the uh, it was a, a, a thick client um, broker solution. Um, was involved with a lot of the, the initial uh, implementations, and uh, we uh, worked together with some guys to bring in UML. And so it's just been I, I suppose I've never I've never been bored, and uh, I've always been involved with with bits and pieces along the way. And okay, and that takes you takes you let's say, takes you out of the COBOL mainframe thing. Yeah, and that was all sort of transitioning to, to Java, I'm guessing, yeah? To, to be honest, not really. Um, so, so uh, I, I mean, I probably spent maybe the, well, if I, if I look chronologically, I probably started off uh, with Liberty in the, in the COBOL natural space, um, spent about three years at a small company there, and we actually used something that most people are not familiar with called PIC, um, Basic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, um, and uh, eventually became uh, Unidata Universe or whatever, and it's owned by, by IBM now, I think. But anyway, um, so got involved with that, ended up back at Liberty, getting with, with a bunch of different stuff. But in, in between that, some a lot of the, the let's say the PC-based things, uh, the, the years of, 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 I say D-based 3, but of, of, D-Base, Clipper, those things. Um, then clicking back into the mainframe space again, and uh, and then over the years just uh, being involved with, with 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 I suppose a lot of different things, um, but much less active. More in uh, call it and I, and I use inverted commas uh, leadership slash uh, architecture type role. It's almost like a thought leader. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't put it that strongly. Um, <laughs> I'm. I'm just curious while you brought that up, like what's DBase actually? So, so <clears throat> why well, I ask is I know DBase from the days of compiling PHP. It's one of the drivers you could put in, and it's the only time I ever saw it. I assume it's some kind of database of sorts. Think of um, uh, what's that horrid thing that that uh, people do uh, Microsoft stuff on uh, the database. Access. The... Access. There we are. Okay, it's um, pre-access. It's like um, access so... for DOS. Yeah, yeah, access for DOS. Um, but what actually happened is, is it split up and the, um, well, not really. It's the same as access, actually. So the DBase, there was a, was a, a language rather like, uh, your, your, uh, uh, the, 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 the VB derivative within access. Um, there was a language and there was a database. They were both packaged together, but then, um, people started bringing out, um, compilers, uh, for, 
the DBAS language, and that was a thing called Clipper. It used to, it was, it was, it did a good job of it. So you ended up um, using the, the the language compiled, and that's proper compilation um, with Clipper and the the, the back end of the DBAS uh, database, and it was it was pretty effective. And, and I think what was super interesting about it, Kenneth, was the the UI was sort of built in. So you could just say like, I need a like an entry form for entries in the customer table, right? And and it would just sort of pop up like a little screen for you. It was all text based. It was very cool. Then you could say, great, like grab the fields from that customer entry screen and just save them in the database. It was really like two lines of code. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, so I mean, I I, I built a. Uh, front end to an ins to a life insurance system uh, on, on on using DBase and, and Clipper. Um, so you know you've got a lot of really complex uh, logic and validation uh, underneath there, and then and then transforming and stuff and passing it across into mainframe system. Um, and it, I mean, it did a fantastic job at that. Oh wow, you're actually doing sort of networking calls out of Clipper. Wow, pretty advanced stuff. Yeah, that was yeah we we. Uh, it was a. It was for a company that I don't know if they exist anymore. It was an offshoot of Liberty Life, um, and uh, they were relatively simple life insurance products, and they needed something that the guys could use to to capture these things. Um, so it was very interesting. Okay, so then you were working in DBase, Pick Basic, and stuff, and you you were saying you got into a sort of quote unquote leadership position. Do you want to take us through that yeah. jump? Uh, I, I mean, I've. I've I suppose I've been involved in, in leadership roles for the last 15 years or so, and actually probably drifting a lot from from uh, more technology-facing stuff. Uh, so, so, yeah, so, so, I mean, if I look the last, yeah, probably the last 15 years, uh, some time with a fairly small company, and then uh, with uh, Discovery and Investec more recently. Okay, and talk to us a little bit about like what that role looks like, and you know the kinds of things you try to try to get teams to do, I guess. So yeah, I think I mean, so. Discovery was a, was was a was 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 actually a great opportunity. We 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 were involved in in building a life insurance company partnered with the Prudential in the in the UK. Um, so we, we we took the the Discovery's life insurance Discovery's life insurance platform, which was very much a, a homogenous Java stack, um, backed with um, Oracle and a lot of um, Oracle database scripts. What Oracle, yeah, and um, repurposed, integrated into the, the the UK's banking type of systems, uh, and and. Literally, we, we we built the backend platform for for a life insurance company, which is which is doing very well. Um, there's a team of about thirty to forty people over the over the five years, um, and uh, we 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 actually had quite a great time. Um, we during that period we we brought in the so the team was quite waterfall. So we we actually brought in Scrum, did uh, some of the uh, uh, I'd say yes, uh, continuous delivery is probably a little bit too strong. Um, more, more like the continuous integration side. But we we did quite a lot of of of, of great stuff a, a good number of years ago, and um, and that that it actually worked very well. We we had quite a great time and. Um, I think we, we, we learned a lot along the way. So more like frequent delivery rather than continuous delivery. Yeah. We, I mean, we started off with, with, with two, two and a half hour build times. Um, 
and it was more the concept of, of sort of weekly bills. Um, and we we managed to, to cut those down to half an hour, um, and uh, it was frequent. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. I mean, we we, we ran. Call it. Let's say we ran um, dev builds on on check-ins, and then uh, deploys into testing environments uh, nightly. Um, so it was. It was quite a stretch to to switch to that point, but. Um, there, there was there's, there's a lot, <laughs> quite a lot of people who were who were very keen and uh, committed and just chipped away at it. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to to think like today we expect you know that sort of deployment to happen pretty quickly, but I I know at the time it was such a big thing to get that deployment in to testing and available for people just the next day. I mean that was that was a huge thing rather than the next week, right? <laughs> Our deployments were were were, were, were scary. Um, I mean, I think uh, to me, our, our proudest achievement was being asked by the business to slow down the stuff. Um, <laughs> we, <laughs> we, we, we actually, we, we decreased our delivery cycle to, to stretch it out a bit. Um, and <laughs> that was, that was great. That is amazing. <laughs> wow. I, I wish a lot of people had that kind of story to tell. I think, I think the other thing that, that, that I, 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 I submit that, that I'm, if I look back and I say, what are we probably most proud of then? Um, it was, um, uh, call it death, death to, to branching. Um, we were replacing a, a major component of the platform and the, we were looking at a, probably a two month, two and a half months, uh, code merge process. Oh, okay. Yeah. And we said, no, absolutely not. Um, let's work out how we can build the, the, the new, uh, let's say that's the new components of the platform, how we can build them um, without having a separate branch. Uh, let's let's build them in. Let's let's toggle them off. Let's let's keep the stuff and let's let's deploy it um, as as we as we go. We deploy, we deploy, and we switch on when we're ready. And um, we basically avoided doing a, a, a massive code mergers, um, which were a killer. And that was that was great. As I say, I'm very very proud of that. That's right, because the thinking in the days back then was that you you built the new stuff like somewhere else, right? Like in a, in a branch, you just absolutely didn't touch the like production code, and then you tested it all like in the somewhere else place. And when you were ready, then you had this whole integration phase. I'd, I'd almost completely forgotten about that, where you like literally, as you said, you took two and a half months to bring that stuff back into the production branch. And think about uh, uh, having an enormous, enormous part of that system in Oracle Stored Procedures, um, uh, which just adds another layer of complexity on it. I'm trying not to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm failing and my head my head's starting to hurt. Also, I think I'm lucky in that regard. I only ever touched Oracle stored procedures at varsity and never uh, ever you, ever again. So you're so young, Kenneth. What like you know, you're just so lucky. We we sorted out a lot of the world for you. You should buy beers for Mike and me. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and then all the work we've been doing for the next generation again. <laughs> yeah, but yours is way easier. It's just, you know, HTML UIs. IntelliSense. Yeah, exactly. I mean, jeez. <laughs> uh, it does get... it for you. Yeah, <laughs> press the button, wizard, blah, blah. <laughs> Got lots, of, lots more time for drinking beer. <laughs> yeah, so <clears throat> I just want to bring us back to this, to the present now. Um, 
Mike, thanks for joining us tonight. <laughs> uh, we're so fine already. Um, everyone, this is episode 52. Uh, Len's here. Hello, Len. Hey. And uh, we're joined by Mike Hewitson from Investec. How's it going, Mike? Oh, very well, thanks. Good. <laughs> Mike, do you just want to do that little disclaimer and then we roll on? I mean, a lot of what, what, I, what I talk about is... is... Um, well, actually, there's probably two disclaimers. Firstly, anything that I claim to have done was probably done by somebody else. I was very fortunate to be working with great people across the years. Um, but uh, the other part is, is, is obviously I'm, I'm, I'm talking as, as, as my own person. Um, I've had a lot of experience in a lot of organizations, some of which we've spoken about, <clears throat> and I'm not representing them. I'm, I'm representing my own views. Uh, yeah, I think that pretty much sums it. Yeah, and um, so after... Actually, just for a bit of context, this killing the branches and, and, and using the feature flags, how recent were you guys doing that? Or was that a few years ago already? Yeah, about 10. Wow, because okay, so that's very much ahead of the curve. I mean, I know you and me have uh, talked about it at a meetup or two, and, and, and Gabriel's giving that great feature flags talk, trying to get people to do this kind of thing. And and me and Len's been working kind of, well, I guess Len Master's been the branch long before I even got there for Yonks um, with you guys as well. So, and I still feel like we tell people about it and they think we're nuts and on the bleeding edge, but this is all old news for you. Well, they didn't have, they didn't necessarily have the wonderful names. We, 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 we looked at it and we said, look, we've got, we've got a real problem here. How can we avoid it? Um, so, the only way we can avoid merging is to have the code in and okay that is going to cause some problems for the production operation of the system unless we make it not work <clears throat> okay so we'll we'll switch it off and root the uh call it root the transactions root the flow of, of, of logic past it um that's called feature flags now i believe yeah or feature toggles i think is what Flickr called it when they first wrote about it in public and they were probably only the first people to write about it, <laughs> not the the first people to do it. I mean, I think that's probably quite profound. Um, all of these uh, these great things that we we um, discover um, is probably closer to naming. You know, the first person to climb Mount Everest didn't discover it. It's always been there. Um, and, you know, maybe they got the first person to stand at the top or the first person to discover a continent. They got to name it. Well, you know, um, it was there. And I think it's the same thing with a lot of these, these, um, shall we say, approaches. Uh, yes. They're named. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I never thought about it like that. That makes sense. The, the first person that can just convey it easy, more easily to, to the next folks kind of gets all the, the credit for it. It's just a Boolean in the end. Well, in the case of these feature toggles. And uh, I've got to ask, was that project a, a, a big success? Are being asked to slow down and feature toggles and, and just working on, on master? Absolutely. No, we, we it was it was very successful. We were, uh, yeah, no, we were very very satisfied with the outcome. You know, I think that was just important to to ask if somebody else goes like this must have been a failure. It could have never worked. <laughs> and then, uh, like, uh, and after that, well, what what happened next? Uh, I mean, I suppose after that, I, I, I moved uh, to well, I moved to Investec just about seven years ago. And and Investec, I'm I'm kind of curious. I guess we can kind of skip more to the the meat and bones of 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 what this was about uh, tonight, show. And, and it's about the, these boot camps that you've been um, setting up and running inside Investec. So uh, please um, tell us a little bit, I guess, first, just a little bit of a backstory. What led up to you taking charge of the, let's call it the software craftsmanship movement inside the company? Um, I suppose 
first guess is that maybe there's, there's, there's a correction. I, I certainly haven't taken charge. Uh, it, it's more a case of, of um, I've got somewhat, I've got a bit ADD about organizing some of it um, because there, there, there were a lot of people doing a lot of things. Um, but I, 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 what I tried to do was possibly the, the worst thing, and I, I hate to say institutionalized, but um, I, I tried to provide a bit of a, let's say, a platform and um, some more momentum. Um, but going back to your question, the, 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 what was the motivation? Well, I mean, we found ourselves in, in, a, in, a, in a situation that I suppose many large organizations are, um, where you have, uh, you have people writing requirements, lobbying them at other people to uh, type them, um, to code them, um, to build stuff, um, <clears throat> which is, you know, tested by some other people or maybe the first people, uh, at which point it gets taken live. Um, and what what is absent from that is, is call it long-term ownership, is, is pride in what you're actually doing, is uh, caring about, call it the end state of it, because if you if you're not invested if you're not uh, if you're if you're a transient individual so if i mean to a large extent our, our developers were didn't work for us they worked for for other organizations and we found that we we'd lost much of the knowledge the technical knowledge of our platforms um and you know majority you know some of which we'd built and some of which we'd brought in integrated uh, configured, customized, but we were no longer really fully in charge of our own destiny where it came to our IT platform. So we, we, we and I say we broadly speaking, because this is always a very big we. There's always so yes, many people yes. involved in this, um, <clears throat> and and and, and uh, I, I'm I'm really talking on behalf of a whole group of people. Um, we 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 took the decision to to actually turn that and switch that around and and really switch from. Uh, and very much somebody else does this to actually know we want to do it. And that, how was that received the first time you guys proposed that, the bigger we? Well, so, so from from within the organization, it, it was received quite well because it, there were big we's that were, 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 were involved with this. Um, so it, it, it was received from the perspective of, of here is a possible solution to, to some of the challenges that we've got. Um, and I think it's, it was a case of uh, let's uh, let's give the stuff support and, and and make it happen and make it work. And the challenge was to literally um, switch from uh, most of the developers don't work for us to most of the developers do work for us. Um, you know, you've been involved in the industry for a long time. There is not an infinite supply of people. Uh, Within South Africa, um, we 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 the, probably the, one of the biggest challenges was was finding really good people, um, and that sort of leads into into what we did, which was saying, okay, um, did you just hear a piano? Yes. <laughs> good. I think that was my cat. <laughs> um, but that led us into into saying, well, yes, we can bring in good people, but we need to do more than that. Uh, we we need to, to to help form good people within our organisation, uh, to uh, sort of raise the the, the 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 bar right across our development community to bring them up. Before you go any further, Mike, I just want to ask one question. 
it seems like you guys were starting from a position of almost like awareness that your internal destiny was not in your own hand. And I think that's already like a big step. Um, you know, I think a lot of organizations, even though they're outsourcing stuff, are not aware. They, they kind of view the fact that they, they have their architects full-time as, um, as if they're in control of the whole thing. Uh, absolutely, Len. I mean, that's, that's, that's spot on, and, and that was very fortunate. All right. So did you have to do any work to like, help people sort of see the reality of uh, not being in control? It's, it's quite a difficult one to, to work through. Um, so, so as an organization, Investec is one that, that, that constantly pushes the boundary on uh, how to do things better. So it doesn't matter how good you are. It's the, the question is always around saying, how can we make this better? How can we make this better? And <clears throat> so, so that's that's that mag that's the magical self improvement sort of mantra, right? Yeah. So, so, so I think there's a, there's a there's an appetite for change within the organisation, and um, there was there was there was stuff we we definitely needed to do. Um, I mean, I think we you know. If you look, there are there are all kinds of things that happen in industries. Uh, there, there was the the the, the 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 large global financial crisis um, that puts pressure on on all organisations. So they well, I say all organisations, all banks, and they they needed. They, there's a lot of looking in saying, how can we do better? Um, and IT is one of those things that's very important to 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 any financial institution. Right. Right. Okay, so you guys started to, to hire internally, and uh, I'm sure that was quite a challenge. And you sort of set up training programs and that kind of stuff. Uh, you know, what what was that journey like? Yeah, it, I mean, it, it it was a it was a I, I, I say gradual. We, we we didn't try and do a, a program, but it, it took us it's probably roughly two years, um, and a lot of that was uh, hitting it at all ends. So um, we we we, we Brought in, in in youngsters with virtually no experience, the sort of graduate, semi-graduate type of thing. We brought in people um, with with lots of experience, and uh, we we started doing things that, uh, like those just education stuff, the things like brown bag sessions, um, um, a couple of different programs around um, building up value systems and. Uh, just trying to encourage the right type of, 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 of thinking. So for those who don't know, what are brown bag sessions? Ah, um, the, <laughs> so the most common types of brown bag sessions are brown bag contains, a, contains lunch or sandwiches, let's say, is, is the tradition. So, so really just creating a, an environment where, where people are able to, to be exposed to, certainly in our case, um, we've got a couple of guys who, who are quite interested in the stuff and they troll uh, the internet for, for very useful uh, talks, and we have uh, we've got a, we've a conference room over lunchtime, and the guys bring their lunch and they watch a, a talk from one of many different conferences and and uh, eat their sandwiches out of the brown bag. Hopefully, not drinking old brown sherry out of the brown bag. <laughs> um, and uh, you know they'll they'll have a look at stuff that's of interest. So they, the guys sort of publish a, a list once a week, saying, "Okay, this is the this is what's happening." And people who are interested uh, arrive um, and watch. I I think it's it's interesting you ask that question because that's actually one of the reasons why I I wanted to start off the boot camps is that what I found was it was a small number of people and it was the same people mostly. Um, 
And I thought, well, how do we do a bit more? You know, there's, there's, there's a bunch of people who are desperately interested in learning. And that's great. <clears throat> what about the other people? You know, what about the, the majority of people? And how do we start uh, bringing learning to them, making it a bit easier, making it more accessible? And how did you? Well, I mean, I suppose it's, there's, there's, there's two parts of it. There were, there were things that were going on, as I say, like the brown bag sessions. I, I, my, my, my approach was to, um, I'd just been uh, given responsibility for a new area and I had a look and I thought, well, over the past couple of years, we, 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 we did an experience and saw a lot of things, uh, to go through this, this journey. And I, I needed to, to do some of it again. <clears throat> and I, Thought well, okay. How do we make this a bit uh, a bit more deliberate? That's probably the best word. How do we make this a bit more deliberate? Um, and I had a look at the various bits and pieces of, of of things we've been doing, and 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 brought that together with a lot of people's input into these forming forming these more deliberate boot camps. So these boot camps you ran internally. That that's correct, Len. Um, maybe just so so effectively, what they are is. Um, it's a, about an eight, nine month, <laughs> so it's a very deliberate, um, learning exercise. Um, and it's a, it's around introducing people to, 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 let's say, the, the concepts of software craftsmanship, the, the differences between good and bad code, the practices surrounding it, um, and exposure to a lot of what's, what's going on outside of the job. Um, I think certainly one of the things that that I, I think is necessary for for anybody who's going to be a professional in our industry is it's it's great that you're really good at what you do day to day. Um, but what about what you should be doing, or what about what you should be doing tomorrow? Um, and you've got to do a little more. And uh, and that's what we that that's some of the stuff we're trying to uh, bring in the, the the idea of of What's more than what I do on a daily basis? It's it's how do I make that better? But how do I learn about things that I'm not doing yet um, that maybe I should be doing? And I think that's the that's the the area we're looking at as well. Okay, so just on, on a practical note, I'm assuming you guys have a pretty standard technology stack, like a Java stack or something like that. Len, you've you've never worked for a bank, huh? <laughs> I have. Busted. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Because. <laughs> yeah, so last time I looked, I think we had everything. Right, right. Yeah, I'm just, so, I'm just curious how wide ranging your your boot camps are and sort of what the aims were. Well, look, notionally, the banks I've worked at had like some sort of passion about a standard technology stack. So I'm, I'm not sure. Possibly, Investex slightly different. Look, we we, we certainly do have a, a, a let's say a deliberate approach to to introducing new technologies. Um, but you know, over the years, so if I look, we've, we 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 have Different divisions. Right. Um, uh, Investors have been quite federated, so so there's so some decision, some some of the areas are more uh, Java, some are more uh, Microsofty. Um, we've also got um, uh, quite a fair bit of, of of what is currently classified as mainframes, the, the I series. So we've got that type of thing. We've got uh, a SQL Server. We've got Oracle. We've you know, it's so so. Um, like a real mixed bag of, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, it's it's we 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 try and minimise it. Um, 
but uh, you know, there's there's a, there's a lot of history in terms of saying there was always a, a collection, a broad collection of stuff, right. and you can't just change that. Yeah. So I'm just, um, I mean, I guess what I'm asking is then when you're going into a boot camp, saying that you've got this whole variety of, of bits of technology, um, how do you how do you approach that during the boot camp? What do you do in terms of principles? And, you know, you're talking about the likes of trying to expand the, the, the attendees' horizons a little bit. Uh, I mean, then there's, there's probably about three answers to that question. So um, I'm going to go back to your earlier question of, of, of uh, call it scope. To a large extent, uh, the, the boot camps are run via people sticking up their hands and saying, I'm very interested in that, can I join? Okay. Um, and, and that's, that's been sufficient to, to, um, let's say generate more people who are interested, uh, than we can actually, uh, support. So firstly, it's largely that. Secondly, it touches the, 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 all of the, the, pretty much most of our South African operation. Um, so people from different divisions with different technology bases, even within the same division, you can have that, um, different technology sets um, and different levels of experience. The The idea is what we're not doing is teaching people how to do, uh, to write um, cleverer Java code. Right, um, right, right. Or, or, or teaching them more about uh, SQL Server, if that happens to be the database they're using, um, it's more it's more at a, a sort of a, a step up, a, a meta level um, of helping them with with um, with their values, with with uh, what does it actually mean to be a professional? What should you be doing? What shouldn't you be doing? And and learning about things that they don't necessarily use. So as I say, it's more around the meta level. We actually, and if I if I go back to uh, Probably one of the, the, some of the, the real goals we wanted. Um, we're looking at building building a professional community uh, with a sort of shared set of values, um, creating a, a, an aspirational environment to attract really good people. Um, it's more around that type of thing, uh, and also building a, a, a culture of, of, of continuous and ongoing learning. Okay, that's super interesting. Now, when you say you you had like too many people. Um volunteering for the stuff roughly how many people have been through these boot camps and can you give us an idea of the, the sort of size of your development uh, teams and environments there? yeah then if i look um so we are we in fact what is today monday we just started our, our seventh one today um we try, we try and keep them 10 people at a time uh, yeah. Not more than ten. It's it's about the right size. Um, so seventy people um, in total at this point. Uh, the, 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 that's seventy like sort of attendees through the boot camp. Yeah, except okay. Obviously, they're not all finished. So, right. so the first two of them are finished. We've got five running concurrently at the moment, and uh, two of them should be finishing in the next two months or so. So, but it's, that's more or less where we are. Okay, great. And then you've got internal guys like helping with the facilitation and sort of thought leadership in these things? Yep. Uh, it, uh, the, the idea isn't necessarily to scale this enormously um, because it's got to be kept relatively personal. Um, but um, there are two the two other guys three other guys who so 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 what, there's one other person who's, who's who's helping me now um there were two others earlier um and we 
I'm busy working with two more guys to just try and share the load a bit. Okay, fantastic. And and what would you say the sort of success rate is, you know, from the guys who've now the 20 or so who've finished? Like, how's that? What's the feedback been like? So I suppose it's, it's, it's twofold. Um, we, we definitely see some real things. Um, we, 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 I mean, at the, at the mechanical level, um, we, we see, uh, code coverage moving in the right direction to, with, with some teams that use, um, things like sonar to, to measure their, the unit test code coverage. So we're seeing some of those types of things. Uh, we're seeing code improvements in certain, in, in some areas. And, and it's also, it's less about, um, whether people cared before, but more about them knowing a little bit more how. Um, <clears throat> we, we seen some, some interesting things with people from the boot camps taking stuff back to the teams. Um, it's, they're still busy with it, but they're taking back to their teams and they're saying, well, why don't we? Um, and that's just the right type of approach. I think, Len, the, the, the key thing is, is around touching a lot of people um, rather than um, having a couple of people who, 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 who know so much but who then have to work and, and, and bring up the people, bring up the, the team members around them. It's more around touching a lot of people and every little bit that people can take out yeah. makes an improvement across the board. Yeah, and, and trying to get like some good habits going and the kind of stuff you mentioned, code coverage, so I'm assuming like teaching people how to write tests. and Yeah, and, and I mean, it's, it's funny because it's, it's like, to me, it feels it's sort of a bit embarrassing when we say teaching people how to write tests because I mean a lot of the guys do and they and they know how. But this is more a case of them understanding that the organisation actually believes this is important. Uh, that that uh, we prepared to 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 back them in these practices. And so so a lot of the things that we talk about is is. Some of it's refreshing for people who renew it, and some of it is new for some people. But probably the biggest message saying is, guys, this stuff's important to us as an organization. Um, we want you to do it. Um, <clears throat> we, we, we're not asking you to, 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 to cut corners. Uh, we, we, we're asking you to actually do things properly. Um, and that does mean deliver. Yes. But it also means, <clears throat> do, you know, it also means take things into production, not when they work. Take them into production when they are good and they work. Um, and, and I think there's a lot of that where, where, where people, uh, we're giving people the confidence to, to, to stand by their values. Um, I mean, I've had that feedback on some guys. They're saying they actually never knew that they were supposed to say no <laughs> uh, or, or that it was okay for them to say no if somebody was asking them to do something stupid. Oh, that's fantastic. I'm I'm paraphrasing from your presentation where you say don't ship rubbish. <laughs> so I, I think that's a that's that's a great principle to to sort of instill and, and let everybody know that it's okay to do say, I think this is rubbish and I don't want to ship it. That's a very, very yeah. powerful um concept to get across. Yeah, that, yeah. That that is that is shameless plagiarism of uh, Bob Martin. Uh, he's got a he's got a great talk on on, on software professionalism, um, and that is one of the lines from his talk. Um, and he's quite explicit, uh, as you would know, um, about um, about <laughs> uh, quality. Yes, and I think it's very healthy within an organisation as well to just start a conversation about it all. To say, like, you know, how are you writing stuff, and how am I writing it, and are we are we really working well together on this, or are we sort of pulling in different directions and aligning that around a, 
the sort of company's aims. I think that's a very powerful thing that you're doing. Len, I think that 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 you, in many ways, you've hit the nail on the head. Is is this the bootcamp is, is is a long series of conversations. Um, we, I, I mean, I I refuse to lecture. I'm not lecturing. I'm not actually. I, I'm not respond, I, I don't want to teach people. Um, uh, what we try and do is saying, okay, let's put together some material right. and um, facilitate them learning. And and uh, I suppose facilitate is such a in, in many ways the precious word. Um, I'm. But what I try and do is I try and say, okay. Here we are. Here's the stuff. Go away, read it, come back. Now we're going to talk about it. What do you think? Is this, do you like this? Does this suck? Does this make no sense to you? Whatever is there? And, and to get them, people thinking about it and talking about it. And there's, there's just this long dialogue about thinking about what is our job? What is our role? What does good look like? Um, and that people don't walk away from eight months of those conversations with nothing. And I guess those conversations are almost more valuable, you know, knowing it comes from the leadership in the company, as opposed to people trying to do it on the side with the management going, what are you guys doing? You're supposed to be shipping code. Oh, um, you know, the, the, and so, so, so today's, today's sort of kickoff of, of, of our seventh one was, was a good example because, um, this is supported from the, the organization's most senior IT leadership. Um, and um, I got said most senior IT leadership person to come in and 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 do a bit of an intro, uh, saying, "Okay, guys, you are here. Um, this is going to use up your time over the, over the next period. This is important to us. This is why it's important to us. Um, don't. Um, yes, you've got. It's, it's a difficult thing to balance. You've got a real life. You've got production problems. You have this thing. You have that thing. You've got pressures." Don't allow them to, to interfere within reason. If you've got a production problem that's affecting clients, clearly, you need to prioritize that. Right. But if somebody sets up a meeting on top of one of the boot camp meetings, the client, tell them, no, you can't. Yes, you'll do it afterwards, before, any other time, but right now, there, that time is, is call it, it's precious, it's an investment. And, and they get to hear that, call it from the top. Uh, and that really helps set them up for, for being able to, understand that they are supported in this and they supported not just in the learning but supported in the doing oh that's fantastic that really is fantastic and uh do you guys give them homework as well or is it everything that they do during office hours <laughs> no it's only <laughs> homework uh, so <coughs> we do so, so, so if i look at the office hour stuff uh we do uh, one to two hours a week um and look it just depends on on what we're doing uh, there's there's one of the books that we use, which is I don't know if you're familiar with the seven da da da's in seven weeks books. Um, you must have bumped into the seven languages in seven weeks one. Oh, yes. Please tell me you have. I, okay, good. I, um, I haven't done it yet, and, but I know it. Okay, now well, you really need to do it. The first section will be easier to Ruby. Um, the the there's there's one called seven databases, and the the the, the second week is is a is a database. Called React, which which not many people are familiar with, and what it does is it takes anybody who is deeply familiar with the, uh, the SQL based languages, and I'm sure you're yes, well you're definitely familiar with what happens to people's heads 
who are who've only learned OO in the OO language environment, and they approach um, well, especially a list-based language. Um, <laughs> How do you know? <laughs> it, it, it makes your head very, very sore. Um, and 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 React is like that. Um, it does not resemble anything you've ever seen, um, and it hurts your head a lot until you've seen it enough and you and you start to get the message. Now, uh, look, I, I think I was stupid because I, I know I struggled for 20 hours to get the damn thing installed. Um, so that consumed, <laughs> can consume quite a lot of time. So <clears throat> that I'm, I'm sort of rambling along, but what I'm saying is, is, is fundamentally uh, it's one to two hours a week of, of sort of official meeting time when we're there together, but we are there together to, to discuss things, to, to share ideas. Um, all of the other work people do um whenever they whenever they they they, they find the time um and it it can vary between i think not much less than one to two hours a week and it can vary up to ten hours a week depending on what we're doing and of course how much you read the manual and so what have you guys learned so far from running all of these things what what did you change going forward if anything um look, there's not much that we've been changing. It's, 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 well, I say, when you say, what would we change? Um, are you referring to the boot camp or are you referring to, yeah, to the, the, how and what we the do? boot camp and, you know, what, what are your sort of aspirations in that regard in the future as well? Yeah. I, I mean, I suppose, so, so if I look and I just whiz through the thing, the, 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 we've got sort of roughly four sections, uh, and they're quite different. Uh, the, one of the sections is we, we, we go through Robert Martin's book on clean code. Uh, which is quite a hard, very textbooky. You know, it, it, it goes into a lot of detail, and it's 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 called it very hard science type of stuff. This is good code. This is bad code. This is why. This is what it looks like. This is what it looks like better. That type of thing. Right. And then match that with with uh, Sandra Mancuso's book on software craftsmanship, which is very um, it's much more philosophical. Uh, this is about you know how you should show up. Um, at the same time. We do uh, some TDD Carters. Um, in fact, this one, we this idea, we 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 we, we from ChiliSoft, uh, <clears throat> where they're talking about doing the string Carter as a rite of initiation. Um, so we use that as a mechanism to teach people in depth about TDD, and and they need to complete the string Carter in half an hour in front of everybody. Um, well, I say everybody in front of that boot camp. I don't know if you've ever done that type of thing in front of people, but um, most of your brain disappears when you sit down with a keyboard trying to do something that you were doing very comfortably that evening um, before. Now you try and do it in front of a group of people, your brain vanishes. So <clears throat> people learn the, the value of practice. And okay, so that's the first section. We get guys to go out we go through a set of, 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 of lectures and typically that's a pick from, in fact, from those brown bag sessions we've been running for about two and a half years now. Um, so we do a pick of, of, of those and then also we kick guys out to go off to go to meetups, go and find podcasts. Um, and then they bring back in some information. So I went to this meetup and, and that was good. Oh, this was, this one sucks. Um, but basically everybody needs to go out and, and, and just touch the community, just see what it feels like. Um, we get the guys to do a MOOC together. So the team, that team will select uh, a, a MOOC and uh, we'll study it together. Typically, we try and stick to a six-week to, to eight-week one. Um, and again, purpose there is to expose people to what's out there, what's available in the world. 
And the, the last thing is we choose one of the seven dot, 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 dot uh, in seven weeks books and work through that as a team. Um, and we, we, we use a mechanism of, of, let's say, sharing some of the hard work between people, using GitHub as a repository for sharing the, 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 the difficult part that isn't involved in the learning. And then, but basically we go through the book as a, that book as a team. And that's about nine months. No, that's, um, that's a lot. And that's also, I especially love when I find out that you send the people out to the meetups. Um, I, I just see at, at most meetups, whenever somebody arrives there for the first time, how completely shocked they are that there's a real community of people for whatever the topic is together out sharing and talking. Um, so it's always great to see that happen. And the fact that you give them this polite, like push out the door, it's also, it's also pretty cool. The, one thing I wanted to ask though is the string guardless, which I ironically heard about um, uh, before I knew that this was part of a bigger boot camp. And I believe uh, you've done one of the uh, string guardless in assembler in front of everybody. Is that true? No, that wasn't me. Um, but, but that was one of the guys I work with who did, did, did it in uh, the Microsoft Macro Assembler. <laughs> but still, I mean, so so it's also that people are encouraged to just do this with anything. They don't need necessarily to do it with the language that they use at their desk every day. Okay, just hang on one second. I'm going to read something to you. Uh, Java 7 and 8 JavaScript standard ML. That's a, a functional language. Uh, Ruby, C Sharp, Haskell, CoffeeScript, Scala, Clojure, RPG, C, C++, Assembler, Python, PHP, Objective-C, Rust, Swift, Elixir, Erlang. Um, those are, there are some new ones we can add to that list. That, that's what people have done them in for, um, what's, uh, I'm not sure. Is this is this a child friendly one? It's for something's in giggles. <laughs> the guys, yes. The guys, the, a lot of people have used uh, it as a mechanism to learn. You know, like what the hell? I want to learn Rust. So, um, okay, we'll do the string quarter, which isn't going to teach you the language, but at least you you'll get to understand a lot of the concepts. And you know, I love that. I love that idea for learning new things. Is just go and like have a kind of well defined little task and and try and do it in that language. You very quickly learn the ins and outs of that language, how to compile stuff and all the rest of it. Yeah, spot on. And I think, so, so, but what's also quite nice is, uh, so you, you, you're sitting with, so, so the, 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 the string quarter is, you could say a different group of people. Um, we used one of the brown bag sessions for it. Um, and you're sitting with a group of 10 or 15 people. They know the problem domain. They've sat in front of the same group of people and showed uh, the, the string carter in demonstrated sat there and done it in a language that they, they're far from proficient on in front of the same group of people. So, so there's a lot of laughs. Um, it's a very, very sort of safe space because everybody's made an, an, an idiot of themselves and, and it's good fun. And, and, and that's, I mean, that's why all of those variation of languages, guys were saying, well, what about I've got an idea, I'll just do it in this. Um, and then they go off and, and, <laughs> and learn some stuff and bring it back. And people say, hmm, okay, wow, that's interesting. Um, and it's, it's, it's actually a lot of fun. Have you guys ever thought of doing that? What's that Conway's Game of Life, that uh, code retreat idea? We've, we, 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 we actually, I mean, so it's, I mean, interesting. We have run, we've done a couple of code retreats. Right. Um, uh, using Conway's Game of Life. Um, and, uh, the only reason why we haven't done any for the last little while, we, we had one that was going to happen, and um, then I worked out it was the same time as the the, the community one at, at Gallagher, I think it was, um, and we'll we'll get another one going in the next 
month or two we'll probably we'll do one and that's really saying we run the whole thing on slack um so we'll publish something in slack saying okay guys we're going to organize one of them on this date uh first come first serve and we'll we'll probably cut it off at 12 people or so because we 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 won't do a venue we'll do somebody's house um and first people who in will run it okay that sounds super interesting now i wanted to ask before we drift too far away from it you you said like you guys create the safe space when people do the the cartas. Is there anything specifically like or explicit you have to do to make the space safe? If somebody else wants to create like a, a a boardroom space where they can start doing these exercises, what's the kind of stuff you need to maybe be aware of? Do you need to police and like bring attention to behavior that's not welcome in a space like that? No, it's more around to be honest, it's mostly it's around sort of like be polite. Um, so, you know, don't, so, so, so let's put it this way. So when guys are doing their first carter and they do it in front of a group, uh, the sort of the game rules are, you know, like no phones, no, no smart comments, try and help them when, when they, when they, when they make mistakes that are blindingly obvious to everybody apart from them. Um, there are some people um, especially on, uh, let's say on repeat, uh, string carters, guys who've done it before uh, 10 or 15 times in front of the same group of people or whatever else, then yes, okay, then you can, you can wind them up. Um, but that's a different story. The, the, w w when the boot camp starts, you've got guys who've, who've met each other three times before and somebody's brave enough to sit down in front of this group and do a carter, then the, you know, the call is, uh, you know, make it easy for them. Don't make it difficult. Check. Watch where they're making stupid mistakes and, and let them know. Um, saying, yeah, that thing that you're searching for there, look at the comma on the end or, you know, whatever. Um, so we do try and explicit, but it's, but it's really about being polite, you know, just like be nice. Um, everybody's here to learn, uh, work out what you can do to help people. Mm. Yeah. Thanks. I just, I thought it's important to bring that up to the surface. There's so, I guess there's so many good stuff you guys are doing that might be like implicit, um, even to us. So. Just trying to to netpick, um, yeah, Mike, this is amazing. Like, I'm completely speechless. That's why I've gone so so quiet. Um, is there anything else that's like important that we uh, need to cover? Um, I mean, we we kind of getting close to time. Len, is there something you still want to ask? Oh no, I I think this is a this is a great effort, and thank you for your time, Mike. Yeah, no, it's a it's a pleasure. I mean, it's I suppose. I think maybe the one thing is, is actually it's been, I, I mean, I've really enjoyed it. It's, 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 and as I was saying to the guys today, it's actually not my job. Um, I'm, I, I've got a whole bunch of other things that, that are my, my real job. This is something that, that, that I'm doing with, call it with support from the guys on the boot camp for, for, for enjoyment. So apart from the fact that it, that really needs to be done and it adds a whole lot of value and people are enjoying it. But it's, um, it's, it's with support of people around. And it's in many ways nothing original. It's, it's just like, it's, it's pulling together and making a bit more deliberate a lot of the things that we were doing. Um, and I'm, I suppose every time we, we finish one, we ask, ask people for feedback. You know, what can we do? What can we make better? Uh, what did you enjoy? And, and the guys are saying that, that you know, they, they, they've really enjoyed it. And it's hard work. Um, as, as we talked about earlier, there's, there's, it's, people got to find time to do this. It's, it's hard work. Um, and they love it. And that to me says there's got to be something we're doing right is, is 
this is this is hard work. People are loving it, and many people, when we finish the first two boot camps, the first question is, so what are we going to do next? Um, and that means we're succeeding with 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 help with with reigniting that that love of learning. That's interesting. Do you have plans for like boot camp part two? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so. so I suppose the, the, if I look, and I'm, I'm probably reflecting back to a very much earlier question, the the idea is we we really would like all of the, the, the all of the development guys within the organisation to 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 go through this. That would be the ideal. Um, we are doing it. We're running it on, on 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 a voluntary basis, and the fact that there are more people wanting to do it than 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 we can run them is is great. I don't believe it's something that you can scale, but nevertheless, we're doing it as fast as we can. Um, Bootcamp part two, I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I think in many ways, hopefully what we've kicked off is is that building that, that again, going back to it, building a culture of, 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 of continuous learning. We've, we've reignited with people. We've shown them where they can get all of the stuff. Uh, we've allowed them to touch and feel uh, the, 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 their, their curiosity again. Um, so hopefully a lot of it will happen just naturally by themselves. Um, I certainly hope so. It sounds extremely positive. And I think that yeah, probably your biggest challenge is sort of handing it over as it goes and um, kind of becomes embedded in the future, right? Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, don't, I don't see a future where we have 20 of these things running. To me, it's, 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 it's like, um, I don't know, it's like craft beer. It's, <laughs> you know, those things don't scale well. Um, it's, I think it needs to be, the people who are doing this have to be really, really, really passionate about it. They really need to have a, a, a strong belief in it, um, to, to give it life and meaning. And, uh, they, you know, they, and, and, and that, and be willing to, to, um, to make the necessary sacrifice, uh, to, to, um, do this together with their, uh, and I say with, Big air quotes with their real job, um, because we 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 you know we we're still delivering, we're still doing stuff. Um, so it's tough, um, but it's but it's, again, as I say, it's 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 got legs and it seems to be continuing. And as long as there's people interested, then then we'll keep we'll keep at it. Well, perhaps what we should do is uh, check up in the future at some point and see how it's uh, turning out. Maybe maybe. Well, I'd be, I'd be interested in the in a year's in a year's time. There'll be like 50 people or so finished uh, this one, and if that doesn't make a difference, then we're doing it wrong. Yeah, well, you're booked for a year from now. Well, we look forward to it. And we get one of the graduates on. Yeah, I, 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 I've, there are a number of them uh, that uh, I think would love to have the opportunity to talk. Oh, that's fantastic! Yeah, we could do a round table or something. Yeah. Okay, Michael, I think uh, taken up plenty of your time tonight, and it's been super fascinating. Thank you for sharing with us. Yeah, it's a pleasure. I mean, I'm as, as Kenneth knows, I'm I, I, I'm 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 somewhat religious about this. To me, it, it's uh, I've 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 really enjoyed it, and it's I and I, and, I, and I believe in it. It's very difficult for me to keep my mouth shut <laughs> uh, with, those two, with those two things. Well, we look forward to hearing from you in the future, and as Karen says, perhaps like we can get some of your graduates in and. Out sort of next year sometime. Sure. Cool. And then to to close us off, uh, I, I don't have any picks, any real picks um, tonight. 
Um, I could say if, if anybody hasn't tried Pokemon Go yet, go give it a shot. Um, it's actually quite fun and it gets people moving. I think the, the funniest part of it is actually just seeing people like almost walking into objects, not paying attention. But kids and their parents, or okay, let me say this, young adults and their older parents walking around exploring parts of the cities and suburbs and, and sites I've never seen before. So yeah, that's been pretty fascinating to see um, from our side. Lynn, do you have any picks? Um, I've just been doing a lot of uh, work with, well, not a lot, the hobby work with... Uh, Trying to generate music from code, and I've got this thing called Super Collider, software synthesizer, bonds two over the network. It's pretty interesting. It's I think it's used as the backend for Sonic Pi. Yeah, I'm I'm getting into it. So Super Collider for me. Oh, thanks, Mike. Do you have any picks first? Oh yeah, you gave, I mean you gave me a homework. Um, I, so okay, one of them is a is a is a book by somebody called Carol Dweck. It's a book called Mindset. Uh, and it's really about uh, uh, the, the di- fundamentally two different types of mindsets that, that people have. Um, it's, a, it's a lovely book, and it, it, it so opens people's minds to the concept of, of becoming more, becoming better, learning more. Oh, fantastic. That was uh, Robert Stutterford's favorite book as well. We had him on recently talking about the Atomic. Yeah, yeah, it's a f- yeah, no, fantastic absolutely. book. It's, yeah. it's a wonderful thing. Um, yeah, no, I, I, I did hear that. Um, there's a, there's another thing going back to our earlier conversation about coffee. Um, it's it's a thing called a, 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 a Keiko Mini Presso. This is a hand powered espresso machine, and it makes the most fantastic espressos. Um, you put coffee in the middle, you put hot water in the top, and you and you it's got a little pump that you go squish 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 and out drops the most fantastic espressos. Now, anybody who either travels or camps um, or has a power failure, this this is the best thing since sliced bread. Oh, okay. Kenneth, we've got to get the link to that thing. Yeah, definitely. It sounds like <laughs> an improved AeroPress. Um, it's, it works differently to the AeroPress. So it is an improved AeroPress if you are a, 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 a fanatic um, because it actually so the, it really does apply um, Espresso machine type of uh, pressure. Yeah, it's, so it's, a, it's a proper a really pressure-based pressure. system. Yeah. yeah, so it's wonderful. Nice. Okay, cool. And you said you had three picks, Mike. Oh yes, and the last one is is if anybody is is interested in um, the uh, the tidal wave of 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 Angular two, um, listen to the Adventures in Angular podcast. It uh, gives you a real insight into what's going going on over there, and it's. Uh, most of the permanent guys on it are guys involved in the production of Angular 2. Um, <clears throat> so it's, 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 a, it's a great podcast and it's very informative. Adventures in Angular 2. It's actually called Adventures in Angular, but um, given <laughs> the subject matter is generally Angular 2 these days. Yes. Okay. Well, thanks a lot, Mike. No, thanks a lot. It's a pleasure. And thanks, everybody, for listening. We'll see you guys soon. Just for now. Cheers. Cheers. Show notes for this episode can be found on zadevchat.io. As always, ratings and reviews on iTunes are much appreciated. If you have feedback on this episode or any other episode, you can tweet us at zadevchat or leave a comment on the website. Thanks for listening to the ZADevchat podcast and we'll see you next time.